Oh, it had me pinned. <laughs> I was, I was, I was pinned, and I was like, "Geez, oh, easy. Like, we, we need to get to the yeah, yeah. get to the crowd first <laughs> before we, we, we step off." Um, so it was pretty cool to uh, yeah. to uh, lead out Jai, and who knows about next year? Maybe I'll just have to go full for the sprint. Oh, show man. these, show these boys how the pros do it. G'day legends and welcome back to the Pressure Podcast presented by Zwift, episode 91 and our guest today is Sam Wellsford from Bora Hunts Grower. Oh, you guys are going to love this episode. I think it's up there with one of the best of all 91 episodes. But before we get stuck into that, we need to talk about the Women's Tour Down Under. It just finished the other day on Sunday and what an epic it was. I mean, first of all, Ali Williston. Uh, machine winning stage one and it didn't matter what Jaco did uh, she's just too fast too fast and that's certainly not the last we will see from her this year she has got um, I think she's going to step up another gear and um, and sort of reach that sort of top two echelons of riders this year Cecile Ludwig absolute clinic a clinic on how to ride a stage like that in Sterling um, you know kudos to everyone uh, you know, to AG who tried and Lidl who tried, um, Neve as well from Kenny Tram, they tried, but Cecile was just cool, calm, collected, and that's her bread and butter, right? And then Wollonga, I mean, how special was it, guys, uh, for Sarah to win? Uh, Giganti, she's a legend, you know, we, we all love her, she's an OG TPR guest, episode two or three even, and we've, you know, been a fan of her and always believed that she would be. Um, a force in cycling uh, even when she uh, was having a time off and it's so good I think for the race and just also for Australian cycling in general to see her back at the top and how about the way she did it there's nothing more boss than riding people off the wheel in a block headwind on a climb it was just awesome and who else was watching the entire stage cringing and full of anxiety and just w- trying to will Sarah to the front, right? She was copping a beating out there in the crosswinds, trying to navigate her positioning. And Kimberly Lacourt de Blue, I believe her name is, and Ali Williston in particular, those two did an absolute shift for her all day. So I think that was just amazing to see. And let's hope uh, we can see more of it throughout the year from AG Insurance Sudal. But now, legends, Sam Wellsford, he's moved to Bora Hunter from three or two or three years at DSM uh, since turning professional. And, you know, last year, Sam Wellsford really stepped up in 2023. Um, he sort of went to that next level where uh, in sort of easier uh, stage races and one-week stage races, he was beating Jakobsen. He was competing and beating Philipson. He can compete with the fastest in the world he's just got to fill in that base and endurance now um, and you guys will love this chat first of all we cover nationals that's just happened in Ballarat and go through what he thought um, you know about his ride that weekend we talk about the new location for nationals which has been announced uh, in a few days time but we already know so hey let's just put some in the podcast and then uh, we get stuck into TDU, new team, his lead out. I mean, he's got Van Poppel here, the big juice, and even Ryan Mullen as well, and uh, a full lead out train for TDU. 
And we also talk about Paris Olympics uh, and Sam's ambitions for that. And, uh, you know, this is the beauty of the Tour Down Under, guys, and, and one of the few times of the year that TPR can do its interviews in person. And um, especially when you know someone a little bit, it makes it a lot easier as well. And uh, I think you guys will see it's a really nice and fun interview. So shout out to Sam. He is a legend. We hope you can get a stage at, at TDU, no doubt Caleb Ewan. And him uh, going to go, well, they're going to go toe-to-toe, and Viviani as well. They'll all be sniffing around there. So, legends, before we get stuck into this, you can win, okay? You can win a Bora Hunts Grower Lacole rain jacket. Now, this is a size medium, a men's. That's a ripping kit. You can win this. All you have to do is just comment on the Instagram post for this episode. You'll see it on the Instagram at the pressure uh, room podcast. Comment. Something that's going to make me smile, something that's going to make me laugh, uh, a fire emoji ain't going to win you this kit. you got to give me something, okay? I don't mind references to old podcasts. I don't mind funny terms, anything. Just uh, you want to win it, you got to work in, in the comments. Um, and, of course, make sure you're following Pro Cycling Kit Sales uh, and the podcast, obviously. And, uh, yeah, if you go to Pro Cycling Kit Sales, they've got unreal amounts of pro issued kit from the riders themselves we can't say who they're from but this particular rider who owned who owned this Bora kit and didn't use it um, well he's one of the sprinters at Bora so you can guess that one uh, but you can go to the website and use TPR10 get 10% off uh, seriously check out the stuff because it's not mega expensive it's actually way cheaper than uh, you know a $380 pair of map bibs uh, which by the way that's actually you know maps very good stuff and what else is happening? Oh, yes. So at TDU, um, I just did a few things today in the village. Shout out to everyone who joined me for the FE Sports Lidl Trek uh, panel. We had Quinn Simmons, Bolka Mollema, Brody Chapman, and Amanda Spratt. That was super cool. And everyone got a signed bottle as well, which was really nice of them. So shout out to FE Sports and shout out to one of the sponsors of this summer season, Bike Racks, which is one of the products underneath the FE banner. And bike racks is like your storage solution, indoors and outdoors for your bike. And you can use TPR20, you get 20% off. And look, these are great. And if you're at TDU, you can actually go into the bike expo area and you can get, um, or you can see um, the bike racks products on the wall um, and and just see how they work and how they look, um, see if they suit your home uh, or your bike room. But check them out. And if you want to support the podcast, that is one way you can do it by buying their stuff and finally Zwift Legends Zwift are the sponsor of the Young Riders jersey here at 2DU and also one of the sponsors of the Car Park Climb as well so if you're going if you're in Adelaide head to the Car Park Climb I believe it is this Saturday or Friday Uh, check the calendar and uh, we'll be doing lots of giveaways prizes etc um, and you can also check out Zwift in the expo room as well and try out the kicker bike. You've got you to gotta feel this thing. Um, it's absolutely amazing, uh, the road feel. Okay, legends, thanks for listening. It's time to get into Sam of Wellsford, episode 91, the boy from Bora, Sam's Grower. I'll see you on the other side. We're in the Hilton. Funny nice, I actually got I just used the bathroom before. It's fucking nice. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's the key of a good a good hotel. Yeah. Is, is the toilets are good, good yeah, condition. It's, it's pretty bougie here, it's good. Yeah. What's the um anything good in the buffet? What's the sort of hot property there? Uh, well now everyone's discovered these wraps that are there, these big wraps, and I think 
everyone's just throwing everything in a big burrito. No shit. That's, that's the way to go. All my teammates, because the food's okay. Yeah. It's just standard race buffet food that, you know, you always get the pasta rice, oh, yeah, okay. meat sauce. Okay. Um, it's pretty good, but uh, yeah, spice up, spice up a bit with a bit of a wrap, and then everyone's happy. When in doubt, mate, Guzman or Zimbabwe, <laughs> yeah, just comes through. They would save a lot of money if they just rolled in one of those wagons. Oh my god, that would hot sell. Oh yeah. Okay, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had nationals last week, mate. Um, a good showing from you and the roadie. <laughs> I ever loved it. Yeah, like yeah, it, was it was good fun. value. You were having a dig, um, like. And it's almost like you saw what was coming. You're yeah. like, well, I'm getting out ahead of this shit, eh? Yeah, well, I could see the, the Jayco, the, the Lua team, they had a bloody stacked lineup, you know, and those boys are moving. Yeah. And I was like, I've got to be ahead of those. When they go, if, I, <laughs> if I'm not ahead of them, uh, you know, I'm out early. So I had the, you know, the idea to get in the break. I, I almost thought about not getting in. But then when I saw it jumping, I couldn't really help myself. It was too fun. And I was out there with, uh, with Kellogg's, Kell O'Brien, and we were having a good fun in the break. And yeah. it didn't stop. Like, there was no, like, settling in the break where they just rode and then tried to get deep in the race because yeah. the break was so strong. We had, you know, Kell was there, Clarky, and then I think, I think the other boys were, weren't happy that Clarky was there because yeah, yeah. obviously he did well last, last year, year. So they were going pretty, uh, pretty full biscuit out there trying, mm. to, trying to, you know, get away from that group. And... I guess that was I was invested in getting away from them too because I wanted a head start when uh, yeah, when they came across. It kicks off. Yeah. When did what surprised me was like that maybe a second or third lap and you guys kind of had your 15, 16. Platt wasn't there. No. When did he arrive? I don't know. I said this to a few boys. He just teleported. He just <laughs> teleported to my back wheel and I I look back and a few people asked me what I said to him. I was I was like, when did what are you doing? Here? Literally, it was like lap six or something and. I heard they ripped it in the bunch on the climb and then oh. Plappy just went over the top and uh, he came and I was telling him, I was like, go back, yeah. <laughs> go back, you know, it's too early for this. Well, when he went past the finish line, I was like calling out all the names and I was going through all of them and I was like, yeah, Wells Food, Storos, all there. And then on the back, and he looked back, the old Luke looks back at me yeah, and he smiles. Smirk, I was yeah. like, where did you actually I come don't know. from? I saw him come on the, into the uni and I looked back with disbelief. I was oh. like, no way, he's, he's come across already. Oh, man. Um, did but you, yeah, did you see? Um, did, was Mitch there on the climb with the yeah, chainsaw? Yeah, yeah, with the chainsaw. That was epic. The crowd was ama- the crowd's always good on Bunny Ong, yeah. and that's why I like it. You know, like yeah, it's not it's a, the course doesn't suit me, but like I, I get involved and have a good crack, and yeah. you know, uh, I, they say that you know anyone could win there, and possibly maybe not the pure sprinters, especially with the likes you know with Pappy there and. Those boys, it's pretty hard, but you know, as long as you're in part of the race and you have a crack at it, you can, you know, you can go home in the day, crack open a beer, and be like, oh, I had a fair crack yeah, at that. Yeah, you and, had a decent go. And it's also just a good vibe. The crowds are so good. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. handing me drinks and handing me food. <laughs> and uh, when I was out the arse, I, I was actually I punched it out of the uh, chase group. Oh shit! I got dropped a few times, and then I could always ride back on over yeah, the top. Yeah. Um, I think my legs started to run out from you know playing the games but early. The start, yeah. yeah, and then I, I remember seeing you at the start finish line, and I was, and I was <laughs> yeah, I was just, yeah, my legs are blowing up. Cold, eh? um, yeah. But yeah, I was happy to be out there, have good, get a good training day for for yeah, TDU, for sure. and just you know get the systems all firing. Yeah, well, you said I, I was watching you as the commissaire started calling in like the peloton. Mm. You know, it was, 15, 20 yeah. rounds left, and I saw you were disappointed. I thought, fuck, you would have yeah. loved to just finish the training day off. Yeah, right? that's right. And we were we were ahead of the pillow, and I was hoping, I was like, oh, you know, there's two, three laps to go. Yeah. You know, 
if they catch us, we'll just move over because they'll play six minutes up on the on the chase crew, which probably didn't help our case. They were probably almost catching us. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I think I think that's also a bit of the the double-edged sword with the courses. When you got a circuit, like when that. it's a circuit like that, you know, mm. they they come around so quick and they need yeah. the road closures to get cars out. And yeah. yeah. This is how I spoke to McGorry about it, and he was he took yeah he listened pretty well about you know what we can do better and. You know, getting people to finish because there's only like 16, 17 yeah, finishes in the end. You know? sheet, doesn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, fair enough to the to the bunch to the bunch. You know, the wheelies on the climbs, they're yeah, out of it, yeah. and I don't think they wanted <laughs> yeah. to finish. But a few guys who were invested early to try get ahead of it. You know, sure. with three laps to go, you think, oh, maybe I can just, you know, charge around for another two laps, and then mm. it's it. It's like when someone gets like out of the time limit for Roubaix or something, but they've been in the, the break yeah. all day. It's like coming yeah. in a spell. Yeah, like I mean they, they had the, the ten minute cutoff rule around the around the circuit for the traffic. Yeah. But yeah. you know, if that was a an open race, yeah. that would be you know twenty to thirty minute time limit. Oh, so. The Fondo got a bit yeah, of you guys. Yeah, they, I know. Five laps, but it, nonetheless, it was still yeah. a really good day, and yeah. I, I love having a bash around there in the break with the with the skinny boys. It was good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, it's like the worst kept secret now. I felt like everybody in over east knew mm. about it. I think after nationals, it spread like a plague. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> wildfire. Everyone like was plague. talking about it. Oh, is it going to be here for next year's nationals? Is it going to be there? Oh, so yeah, yeah rumor is Perth, which Rum, I'm we can't confirm. Can't confirm, but, but rumor time, is, it is, which is going to be pretty exciting. I have no idea where they're going to put it. Well, I've, I've yeah. heard rumors in Margaret River. I've heard rumors in the city. Um, well, now I, that it's now that it's like that, once it gets confirmed, City of Perth put the biggest tender. Yeah. In. So that means at this time it has to reside in there. Yeah, in catchment. the catchment. And yeah. that makes sense because Kings Park's our big tourism asset. Yeah. The Swan. Yeah, around the river. People saw those those footage of. I think of it's the Papa's side effect. You know, everyone's seeing yeah. that, seeing the vibe, and they see the crowds. Someone compared yeah. the crowds to Bunnyong to Papa's. They said <laughs> there was more people at the Papa's climb than there was at Bunnyong at one point. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I suggest we just do the the Papa's loop. Yes, yeah, that'd be great. Do a flat finish on Port Beach. That'd yeah. be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Well, it can go anywhere. Once it's been announced, because some other city you can go right. City of Freo is going. Oh, it's confirmed. Mm. Well, then here's a couple hundred. Here's five hundred thousand. We'll yeah. take it. So yeah. it's like highest bidder. Mm-hmm. But like for WA, all of our junior athletes. You know, when you were a junior. You know, when Jai was a junior. When everyone else, Jess as well, mm-hmm. and everyone under 15, 17s, and then 19s, 23s. We've had to make the travel not just yeah. for nationals, but always. For NRS or mm-hmm. for junior track or yeah, I remember stuff. back in the day when, you know, when I was in the junior ranks, camera tour, yeah, all these nationals that were race and yeah, it's a bit of a travel, but you know, like it's nothing you're not really used to. It's not it's not too far, and yeah. I guess you know people flow thirty hours to get here for this race. It's, exactly. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, it's not too mad, but. Yeah, we, we had to do it for years and years, so about time they had a taste we, of our yeah, medicine. So. <laughs> we get the juice, eh? And I actually, I was talking to a few of the boys, they're keen to come around the 26th and yeah. just make sure you do a Christmas in WA. Yeah, I, yeah, a few guys are really keen to come over for the Papa's Ride and do a little pre-nationals hit out there, which I think would be really cool. I think if they throw a crit series on, like the Bay Crits there, imagine that. Like a, Perth, uh, Perth used to have a, uh, the Perth Crit series, uh-huh. which was amazing. Like it used to get all the interstate boys over and be really good racing. But unfortunately, with the road closures and stuff in Perth, it's super hard unless you have a lot of funding backing and yeah, it's ex- you know, the it council is and so stuff. expensive. Um, so that'd be really cool. Imagine that, like a Perth Bay Crits or something oh like that. Because that's the like I also said to the organisers at the, at nationals. I said, oh, I. Had, my legs didn't feel that like race ready in the crit. Like the crit yeah. was a hard day, and 
uh, I was I was like, oh, you know what we need? We need Bakerits back yeah, on. Because that was the full that, opener. Yeah, that was the opener. And, that, and yeah, I mean, it was, I was lucky enough to win the series once and to race it was really, really fun for everyone, I think. Oh, and, it's elite. Yeah. And I, I was talking to Phil Liggett this morning because he was there for the last one. I was there as well. And, like, yeah, he was disappointed it wasn't on, but it just ran out of room. You yeah, know? it was very tight. With Nationals early, you know, on the, on the 5th and the 7th. Like, you know? we started last year, New Year's Day. It was yeah. the first race. Like, yeah, there's, there's opening the legs. And there's not, opening the legs on fucking That's New early. Day. Yeah, that's early. But I, I did hear a rumour that the, um, the Bernie wheel race is going to come to birth. So they'll really? they'll wind up a track race, a track meet for, yeah. and that just gives that in, you know, yeah, enticement to, to for people to come early. around, you know. Yeah, it could be cool. So that's what I heard from from a, an official. Um, so, but anyway, I think it's good, and yeah. um, three years I think is to go, and um, I guess we'll see where it's at, mate. But yeah, I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Um, so we just had the first stage of TDU, the women's. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Ali smashed it this morning. Yeah, they, good they, on her. They were talking about surprises like on the on the coverage, but I don't know if you paid attention last year. She was moving, so yeah, no, she um, was she was pretty uh, pretty one of the hot favourites, and I think also the Aussie girls rode really well. And I think yeah, it, they had some tough conditions today in the heat. I think it's cooking. Yeah, I mean, they're riding in the peak of the day too. Yeah, like, thirty five degrees out there down Gorge. That's going to be interesting. There's, I'm sure there would have been a few people on just punters out there today on Malanga on bloody Nortons. Oh yeah, probably hunger cooking. <laughs> cooking. It's stuck, sucking that tap at Norton Dry. I saw some specimens rolling in the village, mate. They'd been out all day. Oh yeah, salty. Were... <laughs> I, I saw Kelly he had a training day with his boys and he came uh, in the true. village and he was salty you know he was getting yeah. after it today as well and he was all the coverage too yeah yeah I saw him there yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he was loving it yeah. he was loving it good on him yeah good on him uh, but hey this um, first race the, with the new team which is a new team at some mm-hmm. nationals um, but you got have you got Mullen yeah, so yeah, first Mullen. race with the boys, with the Bora boys. I got uh, Mullen, Van Poppel. Oh, Van Poppel's yeah. here too. Yeah. Oh, shit. I got the Polish oh, okay. Terminator, we call him Philip. He's a he's a weapon. The and, Polish uh, Terminator. Yeah, Philip, yeah. what's his last name? Oh, I can't pronounce his name. We'll Polish. figure it yeah, out. Yeah, we'll figure okay, it out. It's yeah. in there somewhere. Um, but he's a legend, and uh, he's, uh, the whole team's really good. You know, Holy I, shit. I did team camp with them and yeah. in December, which was really positive, and you've got some really good training on the belt. and. I think yeah, it's a good step for me as a as a sprinter to you know try a new team and yeah. I think to have uh, you know Danny Van Poppel was your last guy. I think everyone will be licking their lips for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like last year. It's like you, you had the year before you had that wicked result, Skelter Prize, right? Yeah. And uh, and then another classic before that it weren't too bad as well. The, you got some big wins last year and proved like on those days where. You're at the finish. When you're there, yeah. you're one of the fastest. Yeah, I think I took some really good steps in the sprints this year. And for me, that's like where I want to be, you know, sprinting against those big guys. And yeah, when I won in Renui Tour, that was my first World Tour win. Mm. And, uh, you know, I got to sprint against, you know, Philipson and, and Olav Koy and these yeah. these big sprinters that, you know, that's where I think I should be. So yeah. I think now we're also having some better support possibly in these, in these finals. And yes. um, just being able to be more consistent, having two years on the belt for these hard races and especially those hard finishes, I think um, will really help me develop as a sprinter and to be one of the best in the world. Yeah, yeah, you definitely got the top end for it. I, I was trying to explain it to someone recently, like we were talking about Tour de France, right? Your yeah. first go last year and that was, I'm sure that was huge for your development. Mm. But like, people have to remember that they might see you winning, you know, you're beating Phyllis in one day and you've beaten Jackson as well. 
but also like you didn't spend all your junior days riding millions of k's because you had the track yeah, as a focus right. you know and and people think you rock up to the world tour you got the speed you beat someone one day and then you've got to do it after 10 days of the tour or something like that yeah and it, it takes time right? yeah it does it's super super different world you know i had a big track focus when i was coming up to my junior ranks with the olympics in rio and tokyo and yeah. And then I you know, had that in my mind as what I wanted to do, you know, to go to the Olympics. And yeah. I always had this, you know, kind of voice in my head that said, oh, yeah, we should go on the road. And, and then actually it was, my, it was my dad who gave me the idea to go to Girona right. for a bit of a training camp there. Because I did all these races in Belgium and, and stayed there for months with the track team. We did blocks over there. And, yeah. And I was like, oh, is this it? Like, because you were chopping up too. You and the boys were doing all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we won a lot of those local Camises yeah, and then started yeah. racing some of the, the big races there with the, uh, it was ACA back then, the, yeah. the team at uh, Sunshine Coast. So that was really cool. We got oh, to do yeah. a bit of collab there. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, is, is, is this what it is? Because like, for me, Belgium isn't, isn't where I want to live. You know? I want to live somewhere with the sun and with the beach pretty close. And, where I'm happy is where I best perform. And yeah, when sure. I got to go to Girona for the first time, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, wow, this is actually really cool. The oh, lifestyle's sure. super cruisy, it's super fun. You know, lots of internationals here, lots of Aussies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that kind of sparked the fire. I was like, oh, actually, I want to I wanna do this. I want to yeah. live in Europe, I want to race my bike pro. And, and yeah, so hats off to my old man for, uh, he oh. actually came over with me. And really? Yeah, I think he loved it more than me. Yeah, he, he'd move tomorrow if he could, I think. <laughs> he, he probably loved it, he was doing all those our climbs and stuff. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Um, he was loving it, but it, it and then that's what I kind of made the switch. Is oh, you know, if, if I can give it a crack over there and, yeah, yeah. and see if I can transfer my track skills onto the road and mm. and my my sprint abilities. Because nationally, I could always have a good sprint at NRS, and that yeah. was my strength. And I think uh, yeah, when we were racing with Cam Scott, Cal Lee Howard mm. um, on the mm. road in NRS, that kind of you know also gave me some good confidence to to take that and see what I can do on the road in Europe. Mm. So is, is there, like, is there going to be like a focus for you this year, like, I don't know, just like filling in that base underneath, you know, just so you can get to the sprints, you know. Yeah, definitely. Being able to compete, right? I think uh, doing the t being able to finish the tour and do the tour uh, nice last year was, was mega for my development. I think yeah. that is such a step up, that race. And, you know, the best of the best are on their best form. That's how you basically describe it. You know, you got all the sprinters that, are the best are you know peaking that the yeah. climbers are peaking and that's and that's why it's so exciting because you see these guys just do you know inhumane stuff especially and, the first week too yeah right? the first week everyone's <laughs> fresh and then everyone starts going oh we've got two weeks yeah. um but yeah that was a that was such a fun race to do and just the crowds were unreal and you know we were 25 minutes back in group pedo and the crowds were just as just as wild for really? us as the front so and that was really cool to finish and I think that's what I needed to take that next yeah, step in sprinting, yeah. to have that base underneath, underneath you so you can get through those hard days and still be able to do my sprint. Because I think I, I, I produced some really good numbers, um, you know, fresh. And to, to be able to do that when you're, you know, loaded up on a five-hour hard day with, you know, crosswinds yeah. and climbs, that's, that's where, you, where you have to be. And yeah. if you look at sprinting now, it's kind of it's kind of changing now. You, you know, the, gaunt, the days of having you know five guys in the last K are yeah, gone because yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just too hard it's too fast the teams are so strong now that you know it's really even and besides the tour when Philipson was you know on yeah, goat yeah. form it yeah, was yeah. pretty uh, it's pretty hard to win consistently you see lots of like finishes that are really close mm. and uh, you know can go either way so that's why it's super important for these world one percenters and these little things that you do as a team where you use these guys for the 
you know, the right moments, not trying to take six guys into the last 2K. It's, mm. you know, get there with one or two with 3K to go or 2K to go and use, use the bunch and then make a last-ditch move. You know, it's pretty, yeah. pretty tactical now and um, something I really look forward to getting stuck into this year. Oh, mate, well, Mullen and, and Van Poppel. Um, yeah. It's funny you mentioned the Grand Tour thing because I remember distinctly it was the... It was the last year that Caleb was on Yako. Remember, he didn't get picked for that team's time trial start tour. Ah, uh, yeah. And he posted, I remember he posted the picture on Instagram. It was just him riding solo on his TT bike as mm. a thing of to say how hard he worked okay, on yeah, the, yeah, on the okay, TT yeah. so he'd get picked for that. And then after that, he yeah, I think that marked 18 months where he hadn't done a grand tour. Yeah. And he said it in an interview once. He said, you know, I haven't done a grand tour for 18 months. And so you feel that... Like he felt like yeah. he was losing out. And yeah. Last year you kind of need one in the legs once you do your first one. To, yeah. To it, keep building. It's super important. You know, not many occasions you get to do 21 days of solid racing. You know, in a row. Yeah, you can't replicate. You that. can't replicate that. And you can do a training camp, but I always say racing is the best training because, yeah. you know, for me, once I put a number on, it's like I'm all in. You know, that's yeah. like the way I make that switch of being able to go super deep, or you know, you turn that race mode on. Not even just physically, but mentally. Yeah. You know, true. when you can back up, you know, 20 days of turning that race brain on and switching it on and knowing when to move and mm. you know how to save energy that's super important and I think in the in the tour that you learn so much about also you as a as a rider and yeah, you know what some days are good some of them are bad and how you get through those days when you know you're in group pedo and you can drop from group pedo in the first week mate stage 1 of the of uh, the tour this year I cramped out of the group pedo it was like maybe <laughs> 30k to go and oh, I was with Edmo. That's right, yeah. Edmo did a ripper job for me all all, uh, all yeah. the tour. He was he was like my uh he was like my bodyguard, I yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> he was looking after me really well and this this one day I, I was it was super hot. It was it was when we started in uh in the Basque country. Oh, shit. And it was yeah, bloody tough as guts. And uh I was like, oh you start to feel the cramp coming <laughs> and you're like, oh no, this ain't good and you know, fuck this could be it. <laughs> you know, but oh, shit. So I, mean, I, I started to actually get better. I think uh, my body started to adjust to, yeah. you know, the, the race and how, how hard it was. And, and then you kind of learn how to save your energy, use your moments wisely. And, mm. and uh, you know, if you go too long trying to stay on one day and really sink yourself, you know that's, you're going to pay for that, like in oh. two days or in the next day. So it's all about the days that you're not, you know, the climber day where you just have to get through, saving as much as you can. You know when to pull the ripcord. Yeah, know when to pull the ripcord and yeah. not getting sucked into trying to, you know, do too much because, er, you know, every every bit you do is going to catch up with you at some point in the tour. It's uh, it's a, it's an interesting game. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's epic to watch. Um, it just reminds me of, I just thought of this before. Remember when Sagan and Cav had that big crash? You know? Yeah, and Barry's and, there. Yeah, Sagan got booted and... Um, I remember reading this story. I was thinking about trying to replicate the load. And yeah. he, instead of going and continuing training, or whatever, he rented a like a million dollar, zillion dollar yacht. Yeah. And he took all of his mates and his team on the yacht for thirty days. Yeah. This is Talk gone. about replicating. He's going to stuff this. I'm not training. Oh. I'm just going to go and just enjoy. Yeah. I mean, that'd be pretty tough getting kicked out of the tour. You know, you do you do months was... and months of prep. I think it showed that it wasn't. Like, oh, it just yeah. looked bad. I but... think it was just a sprinting incident. I mean, they've cracked down super hard on the sprints All now. The and, man, you know, like the everyone has to stay in your line. And, yeah, keep you know, I've been a victim of it too. And uh, it's, oh, at yeah, last year, right? Early yeah, in the year. first, first, my first year pro. Um, it was in uh, 
four, four days of Dunkirk. That's right. It's, four, it's called four days of Dunkirk, but it's six days. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, that's um, right. It was one. And yeah, we had a crash in the sprint, and oh, it was pretty pretty gnarly. I remember you were like a seated sprint too. Yeah, that yeah, point, yeah. And everyone was like, "Oh, you sat down." I was like, well, "That's just from the track." Like, yeah, that's how this is something sprint. I developed. Like, my seated power doesn't fall off too much from my yeah, from true. my out of the seat, just from learning that power in the seat and the track and yeah. doing the bunch races there. So, different world, but. Uh, yeah. No, now it's super strict, you know, you can't mm. move too much, you, you have to really stay in your lane and um, I guess now you, there's so many incidents of big crashes in the spring, yeah, obviously yeah. you saw with, with uh, Jakobsen and... Oh yeah, and Grunaway. Yeah, and Tour Poland, yeah. so there's days like this that now it's actually getting safer, but it also means you'd have less less margin to, uh, yeah, you know, to, make to, get, it, stuff, to get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, is... Uh, are you still a part of the Olympics, Scott? Yeah, yeah, still, still got some track ambitions. Uh, yeah. You know, I think this will be my third Olympics if I all if going well, if I get yeah. selected. Yeah. Sweet, yeah. yeah, I'm still doing a bit of the track stuff. We had a ultra race, the World Cup, after the tour in, here in Adelaide. Oh, in 14. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, so that would be cool, get to race that. And then, um, and then I head over to Europe from there. So, yeah, all, all going well. We would like to go to the Olympics, uh, you know, this year and... Oh, that will be my third one, so I don't know how many more I got in me, but mate, to do, wait, what are you now? Are you twenty-seven? Twenty-seven, turning right, twenty-eight you, very soon. And fingers crossed, you can go to your third Olympics. Yeah, That's which should be crazy. pretty monumental for me, and it's always been my dream to go to one, let alone three. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I got that silver and bronze, so we're just hunting that Come that on, last mate. that last colour. Oh. Unfortunately, it's the hardest one to get, but yeah. uh, especially like team pursuit too. Is yeah, like the disciplines you do is yeah. like it seems like. I mean, we've got the the bikes getting announced what next week or yeah something. I've, that's looking pretty sleek, that thing. Yeah, yeah, it's looking cool. And I think, uh, yeah, the way that we're going as a team is, yeah, it's on the right track. And, you know, we lost some guys. We lost Lee Howard and Alex Porter since Porter, the last true, game. So yeah, yeah. we've had to, you know, get some different guys in and they've all stepped up really well. And, mm. you know, a few young guys really putting their hand up. So it's actually looking really uh, motivating yeah. for the for the team. And you look at the team of shoot times now, I think Euros were just on and it was uh, a 40, 45, 46 in Appledore, which isn't really a fast track. Yeah. So uh, the times are dropping, and I think the Tokyo times were insane, like 42 right. 42 Every time we went to a final, you're just like... Oh, yeah, world record's going left, right, and center, yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's just due to the technology, the training, and everyone's yeah. starting to discover that now. And oh, yeah. Well, I, I remember it was, it was this interview with Bradley Wiggins did, right? I remember when it was back in his day, it was like you were chasing that for the IP, you were chasing that four minutes. Yeah. That was the thing to break. Right, um, or maybe the TP was to break the four minutes. Yeah, TP. And everyone was focused on breaking that. How do you go sub four, sub four? But then Bradley made this cool point. He was like, "Well, everyone was focused on trying to beat four minutes, mm. so they never got near it because they were just they weren't looking ahead. Yeah, How looking do we get three fifty? Yeah. And then you go three fifty-seven. You know, and, yeah. and once that four minute fell, well, it, just seen it tumble. Yeah, it tumbled. It's yeah. gone. So because there's no flat or oh, four or three. Yeah. Now it's like, fuck, I mean, does it go to three thirty? It's like. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, and uh, yeah, we I think we were the first team to go under the 50 barrier. We had the world yeah, record in uh, yeah. in commies. We broke yeah, it there, yeah. and then we broke it again in Poland. We went 48, mm. um, and that was also a huge step. You know, like and we didn't really have any ideas of like, oh, we have to go sub 50. It was just like, how do we go the fastest we, we can as a possible? team? Right. And and now you know now it's just falling off every meet. So, do you, do you think like? What do you reckon at the moment is, is more? Do you think the, the development and sort of improvement of the four, you know, the, the units of the team's pursuit physically can make more difference to the time these days than, say, the te 
technological advancements. Yeah. Like, which one do you think is actually pulling the most weight now? It's actually pretty close now, I think. Like, yeah. it's super heavily, like, CDA, aerodynamics, yeah. you know. Yeah. You look at these guys, some of these guys, the heads are on the ground, basically, you know, and you can't see bloody jack shit. Well, the last so. couple we've seen. Yeah, you've seen so many instances <laughs> like this. Because um, everyone knows how important that is, you know. You can save 20 watts here. That makes such a big difference for your second turn or your recovery on the wheel. Mm. And But I think now people are starting to discover, you know, the bigger gears yeah. and, like, you know, because you can basically less revolutions on the pedals, you can probably go faster with, you know, more strength. But mm. then the fitness side comes in with the road base. Because you saw in Tokyo, I think, you know, ten out of the ten out of the twelve guys on the podium were road professionals. Yeah. You know, in the TP and the, I think the full full mm. Madison team were road pros. So mm. it's kind of goes in waves of being more towards you know the track specific guys, and then got leaning towards more being road fit because. Mm. Everyone can do a good first turn of the top guys, you know, at 13.5 or 13.6, yeah. which is super fast. And it's all about that second turn now. And you see a lot of guys fading off in that second turn. And that's where the recovery on the wheel at, you know, you have to have to recover on the wheel at, you know, sub 400 watts, 380. And then have to do another turn at, you know, 680, 700 watts in the front. So being able to recover it really re relies on that kind of road base and that fitness. and you know, that aerobic kind of system working yeah. in a good way. Yeah. A bit more than the strength side, I'd say now. Hmm. Um, so it's really important. And yeah. uh, it's interesting to see the way that Tim shoots trending now. Fuck. And even the changes too. Changes used to yeah. change heaps. You yeah. see these monsters, like you start doing the final turn. Yeah. Garner doing, you know, Diget, they're doing these huge. Yeah, like, long turns. Because every time you swing up, you lose 0.1 of a second. Because obviously you're losing the position a meter ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so now it's... Well, how can we minimise the, the the loss of you know a swing by doing longer? Yeah. But then you also have the the other side of that. Oh, if I go too long, do I slow down too much? You know, in, you know, into my last bit of my turn, and that's why you're seeing these these, these massive you know three and a half four lap turns going into the yeah. finish of, <laughs> with Gar Garner from from Rottenberg, these big boys. Mate, well, Tarling gets on. Yeah, I know. Because I've heard he's on the. Uh, they yeah, put him in there. I've heard the rumour he's uh, his eyes on the track, which is pretty cool to see, and. I, yeah. It's actually really cool for track cycling to to get that kind of lift from more yeah. road pros coming in and go, yeah. okay, I want to give it a crack. And I think the, that that will be really good for yeah. you know the sport to grow and I think get more coverage and probably more recognition because you know the the viewership on the road via the oh, track is, yeah. is you it's know monumental context. and yeah. I think uh, it'll be actually a really nice positive change. Mm, I agree. Um, finally, let's go into some of the questions people sent in. Yeah. There was a couple of okays, but we can do better. Yeah. We can do better. Well, first of all, why do they call you the Wombat in WA? The Wombat, actually, that originated. I think it was it was Heppy. <laughs> yeah, Hep Dog, and uh, I think it might have been Luke Davidson back in the day. And when I was when I was going in the in the TP, you know, I would when I was finishing or doing like my last turn, I'd I'd start like doing this kind oh, of the little wobble. This wobble <laughs> in the in the seat and. <laughs> Elbows out, and he, yeah. he said, "Let it like a you know a wombat," but he ran into his to his hole, and that's how I got it. And uh, it's kind of stuck with me, and I kind of embrace it now. And yeah. I think because I'm a big boy, also kind of re uh, resembles a wombat. They so are muscular um, and stature. Yeah. So well, that's you know what the criterion. I was I was I was revving up the wombat, and you know Katie and Macker and Pat. They didn't know yeah. what that was. They thought oh, I was gold. just calling your names. 
And I said, um, I was looking through the start list. I was trying to find a Tasmanian. Oh, because yeah. the, the only prey for a wombat is Tasmanian. Tassie devil, yeah. At any point, there was some Tassie on your wheel. I was going to be like, here comes the wombat. And behind him, <laughs> the it's devil. the only predator. It's the, you know, Tasmanian. Yeah, that's it was. good. That's, that's class. It didn't happen. Um, okay, Jano says, oh, okay, what are you looking forward to most that you've joined Bora? Um, I think maybe just the change of scene. I think uh, it's always nice to see what it's like on the other side. And, yeah. and you know, DSM was also a really great team for me to develop yeah, me as, start, yeah. as, a, as a sprinter. And, you know, I was f- forever thankful for that opportunity. I mean, coming from the track, you don't get that much opportunities if you just do track. And, um, you know, they were basically almost one of the only teams to give me a, give me a shot. So yeah. um, to go with them was really great. Um, yeah. And they... And they developed me really well, and, and and that's also kind of the step I want to take now with Bora, and yeah, maybe with a you know a bit a bit more support, a bit more focus on you know me being the primary sprinter, and yeah. I think it's, it's me and uh, me and Yordi are the kind of two fast boys mm. in the team, so to have that priority is really you know a step up for the sprinter I want to be, and and to have that you know designated you know you're meant to win here is, yes. is something that I kind of embrace and want to put that on my shoulders and step up to that you know top league and mm. i think also just using the the full team and you know support system is really good here you know the staff are amazing and, yeah, it's cool. and then also using the lead out we have here also is, cool. is something i'm really looking forward to yeah i didn't know you had i didn't know van popper was here too that yeah, is quality like the lead outs are going to be rapid man oh yeah especially <laughs> down that gorge, down the gorge, gorge finish that's going to be mental holy we, shit. we rode down there today and we were just like whoa this is going to be fast you forget how quick it is it just yeah. drops it drops off the side and you yeah it's going to be it's going to be mega uh one or says what's your favorite taylor swift song <laughs> <laughs> oh t swift um swifty hard to go past the og love story oh that is a golden yeah. one yeah right. actually I had a funny story about that uh I fell asleep when I was when I, back, back in high school. Right I fell asleep with that song on a repeat. Right. And then uh, on on iTunes back then there was no Spotify or anything back then, and uh, you could see like your most played song. And <laughs> Love Story was my <laughs> most played song. Couldn't yeah. get rid of it. It was stuck there because I fell asleep to it. No way. And uh, just all night Love Story. Wow. Okay. Five hundred times. That's, that's yeah. Good. <laughs> so but... we'll go with that one. Fuck, I miss. We would have gone. Megan and I would have gone because we're going to Japan in Feb. And oh, she's mega. there the week before. Ah, uh, imagine true. being like. I imagine it would have been in Tokyo. Like, oh yeah, it would have been. That would have crazy. Been insane. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, what about London? Yeah. Like, oh, hang on a second. <laughs> now it's changing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dan Jones says, "What's your um, what's your bunning snag order? Are you just bun, bread, onions?" No onions. Yeah, oh, Bunnings, oh, absolute ripper question. You can't go past it the old good. Bunnings snag. It's a quality. Yeah, you can't make them at home like this either. It just has to be out, out the front you of Bunnings. The shittest bread. Yeah, you've you got the have... plain Wonder White, <laughs> white bread. Uh, it's definitely the snag. Onions is always good from there. Yeah. The ones that have been sitting on the side for about, you know, two or juice three hours. It. Yeah, juice and all. Juice and all. Fresh white boys. No. I want the real dark Yeah, one of those yeah. dark things. Yeah. Caramelized. And, uh, yeah, and then tomato sauce. No mustard. That shit off. Mustard's just weird. Yeah, That's just just tomato sauce, and yeah, walk it, eat it before you get in your car. As an Australian, I don't know why mustard's there. And then as a Kiwi, I'm also stoked. Well, I one today. Yeah. 
you, did you ever do a Bunnings um, sausage noodle fundraiser? Yeah, we did actually. Yeah. yeah, we did a few of them for the club, Northern Districts, back in the day. Yeah. Um, did also a fundraiser for a couple uh, Junior World trips. Yeah. Um, back then, they had to raise the money for a levy. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like four or five grand. I think so it's still that. Yeah, it's still, still yeah. going around. So we did lots of fundraisers and I think Bunnings one was a good one. It is. Yeah. I remember we used to do, um, I did one for my career club. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Junior Up, like yeah. across from Edgewater. Um, but that was at the time that was the Boom. money maker. Yeah. It was like you could two grand profit, you know, and that that gave us a, yeah, a trip across to do another one. Yeah, how's business booming? It's fucking yeah. booming all right on a hot Sunday. Can't go uh, and also H says, why did you opt to lead out Jai Henley at Boxing Day Puffers? Oh, hot the question, team hot role. question. Yes. Yeah, oh, bloody oath. I mean, Jai. Screams puppers. He loves it. He lives and breathes <laughs> it. it. Talks life. about it with the team more than anyone. <laughs> and uh, you know, he had a stellar year last year, oh, taking yeah. taking the yellow. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, buddy, cool if he gets up here. And yeah. it was a pretty close sprint with him and uh, he him did and it. He kicked boy. off the yeah. wheel too, proper. Yeah, I, I, but Johnny Carter did a good lead out. And for me, he asked me, oh, do you want lead out? And I was like, oh. Around that turn, man, he was, had oh, he had me pinned. <laughs> I was, I was, I was pinned, and I was like, "Jeez, oh, easy!" Like we, we need to get to the yeah, yeah. get to the crowd first <laughs> before we, before we step off. Um, so it was pretty cool to uh, yeah. to uh, lead out Jai, and who knows about next year? Maybe I'll just have to go full for the sprint. Oh, show man. these show these boys how the pros do it. Mate, we're gonna need like. We're going to need a media car or something because there's that many people trying to get Oh, yeah, we're going like... to need barriers, I reckon. Like, I was Actually, talking to Jai and he was like, I couldn't even see the, the finish line. <laughs> so shout out to anyone in Perth now. Please go and paint a new line because yes. I think it was Stevie Hall and Glenn Harris and a few of those arbitrage boys back in the day, they originally painted those, you know, the two lines. Yeah, the two lines. faintly see They're now. They're fading, yeah, yeah. And you could get a reference point from the park bench that was there. That's right, park bench But now it's not left. there. Yeah. we can't even tell with the crowd. Yeah. So if anyone wants to go out there, get a bit redo of that line <laughs> so that everyone has a good good, good eye on and it. And will chance colours is too fake. So that would be really that. cool, yeah. Step it up, get some colour in there and then make it official. <laughs> Oh, sweet. Well, Sam, mate, thank you. Um, good to have you back on. Yeah, lovely, mate. Good to do one in the flesh. Legend. That's another episode of the Press Room Podcast done and dusted. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating or review on Spotify or Apple. Big shout out to Sam Wellsford. Big shout out to Zwift, our title sponsor. We'll have a couple more episodes coming for the rest of the TDU. I hope you're enjoying this coverage and Legends, we're only just getting started. It's a big year to come for TPR and I'll see you on the next episode.